there's a lot of factors that can go into helping people out who are trying to pass the means test who might be on the border. Things like tax deductions, your 401k deduction, your 401k loan repayment, all these things in a chapter 13, we can reduce off the mean and income number. One of the big things that a lot of people don't realize is child support is deductible. Child support and alimony are do come off the median income test and can help people qualify there. Welcome to the Bankruptcy Podcast, a podcast about untangling the complex world of bankruptcy in Georgia. Each week, we deliver the best insights and practical advice on how to navigate the legal waters of bankruptcy with expert guidance and real life stories. Now, here's your host, Jeff Kelly. Hello, this is Jeff Kelly. And in this video, I want to talk about Chapter 13. Who's it a good idea for? Who's maybe it might be a bad idea for? But before I dive into everything, if you would like some free general information about Chapter 13 and Chapter 7, please go to my website, www.kellycanhelp.com backslash welcome. If you go there, you can type in your email address and we can get a free copy of my book delivered straight to your email. Now, I have been, just a little quick story about me. I have been practicing since 1998. I started my own law firm in the year 2006. We've got a fabulous staff. We do good work for our clients and we've got the Google reviews to back it up. All right, so let's dive in about chapter 13. Chapter 13 is a consolidation of all your debts. While you are in chapter 13, no one can sue you. The creditors can't call you and they can't garnish your wages and they cannot clean out your checking account. So chapter 13 is a great tool for somebody who maybe they were out of work for a while. Now they're back at work. They've got money to pay their creditors back. They just can't do it all tomorrow. So chapter 13, a lot of people like to refer to it as the catch your breath provision of the bankruptcy code. So for example, let's say you've got a person who they're six months behind on their mortgage, mortgage companies threatening to foreclose. Now we've got a new job. We've got the money. Future mortgage payments aren't a problem. It's just how do we stop the foreclosure? How do we take care of this stuff from the past? And the answer is we can take those arrearages and we can spread those out through a Chapter 13 plan, stop the foreclosure. It's a great tool for situations like that. Same thing goes for a car. Oftentimes we'll have people who they, you know, the car is about to get repossessed or in some cases has gotten repossessed. If we can file fast enough, we might be able to get the car back. But if we can get a case number before your car gets repossessed, it will be protected. A lot of people need their cars to get back and forth to work. They cannot afford to let these cars get repossessed. Chapter 13 is the way to go. Any debt that we can eliminate in a chapter 13 and chapter seven, I could also eliminate in an, inside of a chapter 13 as well. And a lot of people don't realize that. So if you've got uh, you know, a significant amount of credit card debt, unsecured loans, medical bills, in some cases we can eliminate that debt. Whether we can eliminate the debt or not is going to depend very heavily on your income. What is your monthly income and how does it compare to an average household 
of your size. So in chapter 13 or chapter 7, everyone who files has to take something called the median income test. So basically, as your attorney, we would look at your income for the six-month period prior to filing. So for example, uh, this video is being made in the month of July. And if we filed your case in this month, this is not the month that would count. Instead, it's a six months prior. So it would be January 1st through the end of June. So we would look at, at the gross income for that period and then compare it to an average household size. There's a lot of factors that can go into helping people out who are trying to pass the means test who might be on the border. Things like tax deductions, your 401k deduction, your 401k loan repayment, all these things in a chapter 13, we can reduce off the mean and income number. One of the big things that a lot of people don't realize is child support is deductible. Child support and alimony are do come off the meaning income test and can help people qualify there. Now, I'd like to get into who is a Chapter 13 not good for? And unfortunately, we I see a lot of clients who their income kind of goes like this, particularly truck drivers. Some months, really good. Other months, really bad. And Chapter 13 might not be a good solution here because you've got whatever payment we come up with, you got to hit that payment every single month. So if income's great and all of a sudden you got a really bad month, you're not going to be able to make your payment, your Chapter 13 might get dismissed. Now, if somebody is working in a manufacturing company and they've got steady income and a year into the case, something happens like a surgery, we can get your Chapter 13 payment temporarily suspended while you're out for surgery. And then when you come back, we start the payments back up again. But for somebody whose income is just constantly fluctuating, that that's not going to work. You're not going to get multiple requests granted in a Chapter 13 to pause a Chapter 13 payment to, to suspend it. It's just not going to happen. It's very important if somebody does have highly fluctuating income, there, there's got to be some predictability to it because if there's not, that Chapter 13 case is just not going to work out. Now, here in you know July 2023, I'm seeing a lot of people with uh, sky-high house values, which is great. I mean, it's a blessing to have equity in your home. The the problem is when somebody comes in and they want to file, you know, a case where we're going to eliminate some debt. And if we're going to eliminate debt in a Chapter 13 situation, you're going to have to pass something called the liquidation test. And, and what that means is your creditors have to get the same amount of money in your Chapter 13 case as they would if you were going to file a Chapter 7. And so if you've got tons of equity and you follow Chapter 7, that Chapter 7 trustee is going to sell your house. They've got to pay you an exemption amount. And then they're going to take the difference and use that to pay your creditors. So I have been running into some situations where people have these sky-high valuations on their house. And 
you know, we really need to wipe out $50,000 of credit card debt, but we can't because we've got $200,000 of equity in a house. And in that situation, we're going to have to pay all that credit card debt back. Now, in, in almost every single 100% Chapter 13 plan, even if we're paying it all back, you mo most likely are not going to have to pay any interest at all to, to the credit card companies on that unsecured debt. And that can save you thousands of dollars in interest on those credit cards. Right now, for secured debts like cars, typically it's going to be somewhere around 8%-ish. And if you've got a 30% note on your car and we're knocking down to 8%, that can be a huge savings. If you've got a 0% rate going on your car, ugh, man, you're not going to like Chapter 13 because that interest rate is going to go significantly up because... We're entering into the into a chapter seven situation. So basically it's typically it's prime plus two percent. So what do we do in situations where, you know, we've got somebody who they've got all this equity in their house, they've got tons of debt, and every all the numbers we look at say, hey, you're going to have to be in 100% Chapter 13, but then if we don't have the income to justify the payment, what do we do? And and I know this can, you know, can come across as very heartless, but the answer is the house is going to have to get sold. And in those cases, I tell people, don't file Chapter 13. Sell your house, take your money, you know, pay your debts off and and try to, you know, relocate to a, to a new spot. In Georgia, I can exempt $21,500 on for a single person. And for a married couple, it's $43,000. And in so many cases now, I am just seeing where the price of housing has just gone so sky high that it's been a real issue. Like what you hear so far. Make sure you never miss a show by clicking the subscribe button now. This podcast is made possible by listeners like you. Thank you for your support. If you're intrigued by the world of bankruptcy and want a comprehensive guide to help you get out of debt, head on over to kellycanhelp.com slash welcome and subscribe to our email list to have a guide to bankruptcy in Georgia. Helping people get out of debt delivered right to your inbox. Now back to the show. One of the ways to help protect yourself as, as far as evaluation goes and, and to not get into a huge battle with the trustee is to get a certified appraisal done on your house. And, and that does carry weight. That does come into play. You know, Zillow is not the be all end all. And, and sometimes Zillow doesn't take into account certain factors. Like we had a client in Atlanta who they lost their entire basement because there were some some mold issues or some flooding and they they basically their house was actually worth way less than when they bought it because there was so much square footage that previously had been livable but because of flooding and, and damage was no longer livable and those kinds of things get accounted for very well in a professional appraisal and our, you know our trustees are reasonable on that but if you've got an asset like a house, and you've got hundreds of thousands of dollars of equity in the state of Georgia, you might 
you might be better off selling it than filing a chapter 13. You certainly don't want to get into a chapter seven situation because, you know, when you, when you file a chapter seven, if the trustee gets real interested in selling your house, it, it's, it's gone. There's no, you know, jumping out of or dismissing a chapter seven. I mean, you can't get in there and say, oh, sorry, I changed my mind. I just don't want to deal with chapter seven anymore because I didn't know you were going to take my house. No, 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 no. You got to be very careful. You have to move with extreme caution and don't follow chapter seven. If this is what I tell people who are considering filing a chapter seven, I, I tell them if you are okay with the trustee selling your house and putting a check in your pocket for $21,500 if you're single or $43,000 if you're married, all your debts get wiped out and you move on. Would you be happy with that result? And almost everybody says, absolutely not. I cannot risk my house. Well, then you want to get in, you want to file a chapter 13. You, we're going to have to justify to the trustee, however, you know, however, whatever value we come up with, you know, Zillow is a good starting point, tax assessor, it, it matters, but you know, trustees are going to lean much heavier on, on Zillow. They, Zillow does tend to be more accurate than the tax assessor value. But if you think Zillow is way, way, way off, you should get a professional appraisal done on your house. If you get, you know, a lot of people don't understand that they, they think that if they get an appraisal that, you know, proves the value of the house and they want to file a chapter seven, if you get into a chapter seven, the trustee is not bound by your appraisal, even if it is professional. If they find a buyer for your house, it's it's gone in a chapter seven situation. And in chapter 13, that typically never happens. The trustee is just looking for, you know, a reasonable source. How do we come up with this valuation? But they, they typically aren't going to challenge things as hard as a chapter seven trustee would as far as the asset goes. There definitely is a lot more scrutiny in other areas. But the bottom line is, in chapter 13, one of the main factors is going to be your monthly income. And we're going to have to go through all of your monthly expenses and see what is possible, what is reasonable. What can we do to make it work? And, you know, in some cases, some cases we can't. It never hurts to sit down with a bankruptcy attorney and let's find out. Let's get to the bottom of it. Let's get to the truth. Another issue that comes up quite a bit in Chapter 13's is the issue of cosigners. How does Chapter 13 affect your cosigner? Well, yes, it is true that we can put a provision in there that says this debt, this cosigned debt shall be paid at 100 cents on the dollar along with applicable interest to protect the cosigner. So what do, I, what do we mean when we say the cosigner is protected? It means nobody can sue them, nobody can call them, nobody can harass them. But let me tell you what it doesn't mean. It does not mean that the creditor can't tag their credit score. Is it going to be a huge, ginormous drop? Probably not. But creditors can do that. They can ding the credit score of the cosigner, even if we have a cosigner protection provision, even if we're paying it back at 100 cents on the dollar with applicable interest. They can still ding cosigner's credit. Not in the world. They're not going to report that 
hey, this co-signer has filed bankruptcy. That would not be legal. That would be a lie. They can report that the debt itself was included in the bankruptcy, and that is what can lower credit scores in some cases. So bottom line is, if anybody ever asks you to co-sign for anything for the rest of your life, don't do it. Run fast, run away, run away, run away. If you have any questions, please check out my website, www.kellycanhelp.com. I've got a book. Again, it's at www.kellycanhelp.com backslash welcome. And I also have a, a podcast website, kellybankruptcy.com. Thank you so much for, for tuning in, and we appreciate you. Thanks for joining us this week on the Bankruptcy Podcast. Make sure to visit our website, kellybankruptcy.com, where you can subscribe to the show in iTunes, Spotify, or via RSS so you'll never miss a show. While you're at it, if you found value in this show, we'd appreciate a rating on iTunes. Or if you'd simply tell a friend about the show, that would help us out too. If you liked this show, you might want to check out our guide to bankruptcy in Georgia, Helping People Get Out of Debt, available at kellycanhelp.com slash welcome. Be sure to tune in next week for our next episode.